I'm Julie Beckham, the Financial Education Officer at Rockland Trust, and this is the No Shame in This Money Game's Mini Money Minutes. Why Mini Money Minutes? First of all, you're busy and you want your info fast. Secondly, who doesn't love many things? In fact, human beings love many things so much that our brains actually release dopamine when we see cute little things. For real, we actually derive satisfaction from many things because we see them as less threatening. So if we're less threatened by many things and many things can actually make us happy, what if we learn about money through many money minutes? Let's go. Today's bite-sized mini-money minute, debt-to-income ratio. If you've applied for any kind of a loan, especially a mortgage, you may be familiar with the term debt-to-income ratio, but if you haven't thought of ratios since learning fractions in fourth grade, you might not know what it means, how it's calculated, and why lenders use this number to measure your financial health. So, first of all, before I do any kind of math, I want to know why this is important to know. I mean, why go to all the trouble of actually doing math if it's not important, right? Well, your debt-to-income ratio is important to a lender because it's a measurement of how likely you are to be able to afford to pay back what you borrow. If your debt-to-income ratio is high, it indicates that you might have too much debt currently to take on even more debt, and a lender may deny you access to a loan, reasoning that it's too much of a risk. I talked to some folks in our home lending department at Rockland Trust, and they said they suggest borrowers remain under a 43% debt-to-income ratio when seeking a mortgage. Why 43%? Well, it seems to be an industry standard, and it's between what some federal loan programs will allow, up to 50%, and what most financial counselors would recommend, around 36%. Okay, so it's important. So how do you calculate it? Well, like any ratio, you take one number and divide it by another. And because debt-to-income ratio is shown as a percentage, you then multiply it by 100. So take out your pencils. The first number you need to know is your debt. How much do you pay every month on things you owe? We're talking mortgages, auto loans, personal loans, student loans, child support, alimony, credit card debt. Add all of that up, and that's the first number you use or the numerator, and if that just didn't send you back to your elementary school, I don't know what will. Next is your income, but be sure you use your gross income or you'll be selling yourself short. What is your gross income? Your gross income is your total income before taxes are deducted. It's gross that you actually don't get to keep all of that money. That's how I personally remember what gross income is compared to your net income, which is the actual money you receive after the government takes its share. It's important that you use your gross income and not your net income when you do this calculation or your debt to income ratio will be way higher, which is not the goal when seeking a loan. So in a month's time, if your debts total $1,200 and your gross income is $5,000, your debt-to-income ratio is 1,200 divided by 5,000, which is 0.24, and then you multiply that by 100 and get 24%. So that's it. That's how you find your debt-to-income ratio and why it's important if you're seeking a loan of any kind. And if you have kids in your life, you can now brag to them that you did some math today too. The No Shame in This Money Game podcast will return with some more bite-sized mini money minutes. Until then, keep listening and keep learning with Rockland Trust, member FDIC, the bank where each relationship matters because we want you to have a healthy relationship with money at any age.